Portia, we are just two pearls. Join us for adventures in pearls. A reflection from Psalm 139, verses 13 through 18. You are the one who created my innermost parts. You knit me together while I was still in my mother's womb. I give thanks to you that I am marvelously marvelously set apart. Your works are wonderful. I know that very well. My bones weren't hidden from you when I was being put together in a secret place, when I was being woven together in the deep part of the earth. Your eyes saw my embryo, and on your scroll every day was written that was being formed for me before any of them had yet happened. God, your plans are incomprehensible to me. Their total number is countless. So this week, I would like to share how my one of my new adventures, or actually it's a continuation adventure, has been painting. I love painting. Um, visual art has always been something I've enjoyed. And so I draw, I paint, I color with coloring books. It's been something that I've thoroughly enjoyed throughout the years as a child and now even as an adult. And so I actually do a lot of nature paintings, so like trees and leaves and the moon and the stars. And um, I I do it often. So I've been doing actually more um, painting classes with like mm -hmm. acrylics and whatnot. So I've been doing canvas painting. So not just watercolors and markers and, and color pencils at home, but actually getting involved with the canvas. And so I've been enjoying it. Um, I've I've done larger paintings. I've done small paintings. I'm actually hanging stuff up in my home now. And it's just something that I think I've had a, like a lifelong like passion for, mm -hmm. but I don't think I've ever noticed or tried to cultivate it within me. Right. And so um, I've been stressed out. Like 2016 for me was really stressful. Mm -hmm. And so, um, so one of the things I'm continuing on in this year, 2017, is to continue to paint. And so and to paint more often as a way of self-care. Mm -hmm. um, so my self-care practices have been like painting my nails or going to get massages. But now I feel like a, a more convenient way to do this is to stay home, lay out, lay out some <laughs> newspapers and some towels, <laughs> get my canvases and get my acrylics and paint. Mm -hmm. um, so whether I see something that like inspires me like outside, yeah. like the trees and just paint them. Mm -hmm. um, the fall really inspired me last year, the fall, like the foliage and just seeing the reds and the yellows and the golds and the greens. And so um, I discovered something that I really enjoy, Jamie, yeah. and that's to paint. And so, um, yeah, I think art is important. I think we all need to find that thing that helps us come alive. And I think we should pursue those things. Mm -hmm. And for me, it's painting. Yeah. Who awesome. knew? That's awesome. And it helps you to, I think, probably see your world in new ways too. Right? Yeah, it does. It helps me by painting um, trees and nature. It's helped me to appreciate more of what God has created. Mm -hmm. um, I do believe that the earth is the Lord's and everything in it for mm -hmm. real. So now I'm really starting to appreciate what God has created by painting right. um, nature. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Cool. Well, that's awesome. It, um, And I think it fits really well into the idea that black art can be healing. Yeah. And when I think about black art, um, I'm not a painter, um, but I think about writing, I think about literature, I think about um, visual art, I think about performance art, 
I think about music, yeah. all the different, um, I think about dance, movement, um, all the ways that we express ourselves in the world in yeah. perhaps non-traditional ways. Um, and I think when I think about 2016, I think about a lot of cool black art that was created. Oh, man, Jamie, you're right up my alley. The music that came out, particularly as we talk about musical art, the music that came out in 2016, man, my Spotify just did like this year in review thing. Mm -hmm. And so it just told me like all the things that I listened to heavily this year or this past year. Um, it was Solange, mm -hmm. Beyonce, Layla Hathaway, Chance the Rapper. Mm -hmm. Those were, um, I can't remember my fifth artist, but those were my top. Oh, fifth artist was Frank Ocean. Okay. So like Frank Ocean came out with an album. Mm -hmm. um, Chance the Rapper had an album. Solange came out with an album that like blew my mind. And then Beyonce's Lemonade came out. And so, so much things came out. But there are other artists who came out with stuff. Yeah. Um, Drake dropped the project. So there's a lot of great music that happened in the R&B and hip hop world mm -hmm. that came out that I was just jamming to all year long that yeah. I really was feeling. Um, and so I appreciate the art of music that came out this yeah. past year. How about right. you? And I mean, I think especially um, just to piggyback on what you're saying, Beyonce and Solange in particular, mm -hmm. um, you know, being black women, had albums that like so spoke to the black female experience yeah. in particular, which I think was super healing in our community. But also, um, you know, especially with a person like Beyonce, who's mm -hmm. like so famous and so mainstream, really foregrounded, foregrounded black womanhood in completely new ways. Um, not new to our community, mm -hmm. but new to the world. Um, and, you know, do you remember the SNL skit, The Day That Beyonce Turned Black? Did you see that? No. Um, it was after Formation came out, um, and SNL did a skit. It was hilarious, where, like, all these white people are freaking out because they're like, Oh, yeah, they're I like, think, Beyonce's right, black. I think Beyonce <laughs> yeah, might yeah, be yeah, black. Yeah. And then, um, like, on the TV, it shows Kerry Washington, and yeah. they were like, Carrie Washington can't be black. She's on ABC and she's a woman. And then there's a guy under the table like, I think they can be both at the same time. <laughs> right. And so it was like this. Um, I mean, which was a you know humorous way of doing it. But we saw all of the backlash against Beyonce just for like being who she is, like right. finally being able to be who she is in public. And there was like, oh, well, she hates the police. It's like, no, she doesn't hate the police. She's doing art about the way that a particular community has been made to feel in the past several years, in the past, like, in our historic, in our, like, his history in this nation. She's doing art. She's not bashing police. There's a huge difference. No. Um, so I think specifically, like, with Beyonce, just because of the level of fame that she has mm -hmm. in mainstream America, it was so powerful to see her dressed as a Black Panther at the Super Bowl. Right. Um, putting out a whole album that celebrates um, Black female life. Um, so I think that was like super healing um, to our community in so many yeah, ways. Yeah, I think so. Um, particularly when like the song Freedom that she does with Kendrick mm -hmm. Lamar and Kendrick Lamar back in 2015 um, released um, to Pimp a Butterfly, which mm -hmm. was definitely racially charged. Right. And, um, and President Obama, well, former President Obama now, but um, he really enjoyed right. Kendrick Lamar and invited right. him to the White House. And right. so black art has been healing. Um, 
I, like as we're still speaking about music, music in general has speaking for us like through time. Mm -hmm. um, you can channel the movements through the music. Mm -hmm. um, Beyonce, going back to her, um, Freedom definitely spoke about, you know, just being sick and tired of just how people like these white cops and people are treating black people and just saying, you know what, we're f freedom, you know. I can't, you know, freedom. Like, you right. know, just chanting freedom is just like, wow. Right. Um, but even her uh, just living into her black womanhood through Lemonade. Yeah, exactly. And just like, so my jam was uh, I Ain't Sorry. So that song Sorry when she mm -hmm. had, you know, uh, Serena Williams was mm -hmm. in the video right, twerking, twerking like, hey, girl. Because yeah. um, it was just like, you know, as women, like we can say, you know what, boy, boy bye. I ain't thinking about you. Mm -hmm. So like if you're going through a breakup, you can say, I'm not thinking about you or daddy lessons about the things that she learned from her father and relationships with her father. Right. And so as black women, the different relationships that we go through with ourselves, right. but the different relationships that we go through with the men in our lives and right. how that hearing another woman on a platform, it can be healing for us right. because a lot of women have, you know, may have strained relationships with other men or with mm -hmm. their fathers. And just to hear someone like Beyonce who has this wide platform for black women that's powerful and healing for us too. Right. Yeah. And what also I think was amazing about the album Lemonade is the way that she switches throughout uh, quite a few different genres. Yep. Um, you know, uh, let's go back to the Country Music Awards. If anybody watched that or didn't watch that. Um, <laughs> but the Country Music Awards always has like a crossover type artist that yep. they invite to perform. So usually it's somebody like a Justin Timberlake, um, Megan Trainer. Um, a few other artists, but like mostly white artists who they invite who might be from the South or who have country influences, like Megan Trainor is not from the South, but she has a lot of country influences in her music. Um, and so in 2016, Beyonce was their guest that they invited right. because of that particular song, which you just named, where it clearly is crossover. She clearly has um, country influences in it. Um, and of course, they were excited to have her because it like brought eyes to their show that might not have... Um, ordinarily been there right um they even had a big like uh snapchat filter for her and all of that and they actually were able to bring the dixie chicks to perform with her and the dixie chicks are like so done with the traditional country music industry because of the way that they've been treated in the industry but they were like yeah of course we're gonna come sing with beyonce so they got the yeah. dixie chicks back too through the power of beyonce which is cool um and i thought they sounded great together i really I enjoyed too. it um and i thought beyonce seemed She's just such a performer. She's a consummate performer. So yeah. when I see her doing even like more stuff that's more rock and roll, she can do she can do R and B. Um, I had never seen her do country, but I thought that was really cool. Um, she can do, of course, pop. Like we know her pretty well for that. And so she's just really like kind of. Um, I think she just shows the fullness of who we are. Mm -hmm. That just because we're black, it doesn't mean we're only into rap and hip hop. Like there's right. so much. So she's influenced by so many things. And, of course, um, you know, Justin Timberlake, I think the same way. Like, we hear him on a lot of, like, rap songs. And then, of course, we hear him in pop. That's where he came up. And then we hear him in country. See, so amazing. Right. Bite him a lot. Um, and so after the performance, people were like, oh, Beyonce is classless. She doesn't like police. How dare you invite her? And mm -hmm. so they immediately took down all the videos of her performing with the Dixie Chicks. Um, and it's another one of those things where it's, like, backlash. But at the same time, I love what it represented, which is the fullness of who we are as yep. creative beings. And I love it when you talk about painting, because I think sometimes people don't think of us as like being at home painting landscapes. Like they don't think <laughs> of 
the black woman doing that. Mm -hmm. They don't think about black women doing any kind of self-care. Like nobody cares about whether or not we're doing self-care, but especially things like introspective things like painting, things like writing, things like being a writer, um, things like reading great literature. They don't think of us doing those things. And I loved that Beyonce represented by standing on stage with country musicians, sounding great, singing a song that clearly had country influences that she represented that we are more, you know, you know, you look at the, uh, like the little rear view mirror on your car and it says yep. objects and mirror are closer than they might be closer than they appear. She represented that we might be more than what we appear to That's be. That's right. Like just because I twerk doesn't mean that I don't have influences outside of twerking. <laughs> <laughs> right. I am more than my twerk. Right. Right. <laughs> And that is also really important. So when we think about we are more than our twerk, thinking about um, art as dance, thinking about a Misty Copeland who has changed the face of ballet. Yeah, beautiful. And who, um, in 2016, she had the documentary, um, I forgot the name of it, something about a ballerina. Um, but about her being um, the first black woman um, to be a principal, principal. dancer yeah. for the American Ballet Company. And just seeing how she's just blossomed, you know, five foot two, but stands so tall and how she has just changed the face of dance and in a, in a, in a, a mainstream role is what I want to mm-hmm. say. So like beyond like the Alvin Ailey and Alvin Ailey has done so much for the black community yeah. as well as a dancer and just carrying on that legacy to now move on to being in the American ballet company. It's just like, wow. Mm-hmm. And how that now has inspired other young black girls to say, wow, I can do this too. But how just watching black bodies move in a way that um, is beautiful and not something that's, you know, broke down, trotted and poe, you know, movement, but just seeing something as elegant as Swan Lake with black bodies. It's just like reclaiming that heritage and that healing for us to say that we can do this too. Or seeing black opera singers or, um, from dance to singers to painters to writers, how we're now making this space. And just even this this breadth of black writers who's come out mm-hmm. um, within the last year. So whether it's like um, essays like a Phoebe from Two Dope Queens or mm-hmm. Awesomely Lovely came out with her book, I'm Judging You. Yeah. But then even um, the works of um, that the book Homegoing, I can't remember who wrote it. Uh, please forgive me for not remembering who wrote the book Homegoing. Or um, Britt Bennett who wrote um, Mothers, mm-hmm. The Mothers. And just watching black women just express themselves in different ways and how it's not only healing for them, but it's healing for us. Mm-hmm. And um, and even I would even call podcasting an art, Jamie. So check us out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. The art. I mean, even the art of conversation, the mm-hmm. art of black women sharing and genuine conversation with one another, which I think sometimes we're even limited in that. Like there's an idea that we don't have, like we just react. We're not like thoughtful, thought out characters and actors in the world. And so, yes, the art of spending time with one another, thinking, coming up with new ideas, allowing space for artistic thought, allowing space for even just for brainstorming, even just dreaming is an art. I think that's a great, tragedy in black and brown communities that you can meet kids who are maybe in their tweens early teens and who have not yet discovered what they have the potential to become because they haven't even been given space to dream about it wow and 
So I think dreaming is an art that we have to bring into our communities. Um, You know, you hardly ever meet a child who's, you know, not a child of color who says, I'm, who says, oh, I have no idea what I want to be when I grow up. And one thing, I think I want to shout out your church where you grew up and where you currently serve Mm -hmm. uh, for this. Um, Whenever um, Fortress Church does this uh, production called the Ma'afa, um, where, which is really about the middle passage, but also connecting that story to the present day. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's very artistic. There's a lot of dance. There's a lot of music. There are monologues. Um, but kids are always really prominently featured mm-hmm. um, in the Ma'afa production every year. Um, and so one thing that really inspired me when I went to go see the production at the end of 2016 um, was that there's always a portion that like only features the kids. And this year, the kids were like chanting, like, I am somebody. Yeah. Um, and then each kid from like two on up to like 13 or 14 was saying their name, the school that they attend and what they will be when they grow up. Mm-hmm. And they know they will be it because like God believes in them and they believe in themselves and they are somebody. That's right. And I think I'm. Um, First of all, it was beautiful to see black kids doing art, to see them singing, to see them dancing, mm-hmm. to see them acting. That's another art. Yeah, we didn't bring that up. The art of acting. Yeah. Um, and we've seen acting as a tremendous art, I think, in the past, like, several years. Um, I don't know. Just a lot of, like, good, like, black film has come out. Black recently. film has come out, even if the Oscars didn't appreciate us last right. year. But the Tonys did. Yeah. So the black, so blacks on film and blacks on stage. Yeah, the color purple. Se- yeah. Yeah, um, and Hamilton featured a lot of black artists. And also, um, Lapita was in a, a play, yeah. uh, Eclipse. I went to see that. Yeah. That was really good, and yeah. that was nominated. It didn't win anything, but it was still nominated. Right. So we had a lot of black um, artists on stage nominated and winning at the Tonys. And even though we weren't appreciated at the Oscars, we had a lot of great black representation on film. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which is amazing. Um, And so whenever I go see the Ma'afa, I love it that, you know, that there are, and the black church creates that space. And we have to keep doing that. The black church creates space for black kids to step into public speaking. I mean, for one thing, like, like nobody's gonna do the public speaking for you. Nobody's gonna speak over it. It's gonna be you, black kids. That's right. Um, and they are forced into that space. They're forced into the space where even maybe if they're not comfortable dancing, like you're dancing. This is the Mafa. <laughs> <laughs> you know, even like you know, just growing up doing those Easter programs where you had to memorize your little six lines or whatever, and it creates this feeling of you in you, like I can do something. I can speak up, and what I have to say matters because nobody can say my part except for me. That's right. <laughs> And so, yeah, what I loved at the Moffa is just seeing those kids dreaming. And a lot of them, you know, we know this as like adults who we probably wanted to be 10 things when we were growing up. You're not necessarily going to be the thing that you say you're going to be when you're five. Like, not necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not the point. The point is coming into I am somebody. And when I am an adult, I will be a productive member of this society. That's right. Because I am somebody. And right now in this moment of this monologue, I'm speaking that into existence That's at the right. age of five. I'm speaking into existence to a world who might or might not believe it, who might or might not care. Like, my life matters. And yeah. what I do matters. And I think that's pretty cool. I do too. And so I just think that as black people in general, I really do believe that we are one, creative people. Um, and two, in our creative process, 
we we then put forth a healing process. And so I truly do believe that our healing as a society, as a community, a black community has been through our arts. And I think that's something that God has naturally given us when we were knitted in our mother's wombs from the very beginning. I think God gave us a piece of God's creativity because God is creative. Yeah. And when we say that we're creator, he is the creator. And if we say that we are created in the image and likeness of God, Mm -hmm. then we are inherently also creative as well. We are creative. We have creative power. Nothing can be created unless we use that energy and that power. And that's what we're called to do. I think we're called to be creative because we were created by a creative creator. Yeah. And we think about our own, you know, going back to this idea of being knit together in our mother's wombs, our bodies are so complex. Mm-hmm. Our bodies are called to do so much because like, I mean, I don't know how God came up with all this stuff that's happening inside of our bodies. Like it's wild. You know, when we draw human bodies as kids, we draw stick figures, right? <laughs> but God has this whole complex like not just the skin that you see not just like the physical features that you see on the outside of our bodies mm-hmm. but everything that's happening inside in order to like keep these things alive and working right like, even when things start to shut down like the fact that we don't like die immediately it's right. like there's still so much complexity going on more than what we appear and so when i think about the creativity of god and putting together even bodies that are flawed and imperfect, because all of our bodies, you know, in some way we would say, well, I wish this or I wish that. Or, you know, some people are literally born with like physical deformities. Right. So like even in this moment of being imperfect, yeah. there's still so much creativity and creative power in that. So I think when we don't express ourselves creatively, we're doing a disservice to what God has called us to do, because if we really believe that God breathed the breath of life into us and knitted us together in our mother's wombs, how can we not explore the fullness of our creativity? Mm-hmm. Well said. This episode was produced by our producer, Dan Warren. Keep up with our adventures on iTunes, SoundCloud, or on our website, just2pearls.com. You can also follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at just2pearls. Email us at adventures at just2pearls.com. We are a production of the 224 Ecospace. And remember, cultivate the pearl within you.